Welcome to episode 17 of Talking with Painters, where Australian painters talk about their lives and art. I'm Maria Stolger, and my guest today is Belinda Henry. Belinda's been painting professionally for over 20 years and has had over 25 solo shows across Australia. She's predominantly a landscape painter, but she was also selected as a finalist in the Archibald Prize for Portraiture last year. She's been selected many times as a finalist in other art competitions, including four times in the Win Prize for Landscape Painting. I visited her at her home in a secluded valley on the central coast of New South Wales, so the sounds you hear in the background are the birds of the Australian bush. In our conversation, Belinda not only tells me how she got where she is, but tells of advice she received from significant people in her life. She also talks about how to juggle uh, commissions with the rest of um, an art practice, balancing painting and motherhood, and she generously shares a lot of information about her process. All the works we discuss are on the website talkingwithpainters.com. We start our conversation with Belinda describing life at home in Tamworth, where she moved when she was five years old and where she lived for part of her childhood. Looking back, that's definitely where I got my love of landscape from. It wasn't a farm, it was just acres, like, I don't know, 20 acres or something. That was the first time I had lots of space and I could go exploring and and just the colours, like, yeah... I still remember it. And did you have, like, sort of animals or anything like that? Um, Just some sheep, I think, and a horse. I don't know. Yeah, right. (laughs) I don't really remember that part. It was more the, just the feeling of freedom, of just kind of exploring and having no boundaries and you can go wherever you want. And what, and um, was anybody in your family um, artistic? Uh, My dad and my mum, yeah. Um, My sister and my brother are not. They don't like (laughs) Just me. But dad, so when I was little, I remember mum and dad were always into um, like pottery and then they've gone through all their phases, but painting and now my dad is um, a well-known sculptor, Cole Henry. So I was definitely encouraged by them to bring up my creative side. Did you you do any sculpture when you were a kid with, with him? really I think it was painting the, my uh, I think this is in a few interviews already but when I was 10 and we went on a family holiday and he took me and sat in a paddock near Mollymook and I've still got the little paintings over there of a farmhouse where it was my first plain air painting experience oh. just sitting there with a little suitcase of watercolors oh, and, wow. and just sitting there with him yeah and I what was the pl- what was the painting um I've still got them there oh. just paddocks with a little, a little old farmhouse so they're pretty special to me because that was my first like the moment where I really loved it. But I always said to my dad, oh, I don't think I could be an artist. My hand's not steady enough. Like, I, my, <laughs> you know, I thought to be an artist had to, it had to be realistic and perfect. But then when I discovered it's not about that at all, you don't need a steady hand to be an artist. What was I thinking? And your mum paints? Yeah, or? mum paints. She hasn't for a while now, but, yeah, she's got beautiful paintings. Their house is just filled with their paintings and sculptures and there's no space left on the wall. And so when you were at school, like at high school, did you do art at high school? Oh, yes, I loved it. In year 10, it teaches what makes the difference, isn't it? Yeah. And um, when you find a teacher that you can connect with and that, that encourages you. Yeah, I've, I loved it in year 10. We had this amazing art teacher called Kevin Flanagan. His name was Kevin Flanagan. Um, he was the legend of the school. He was the cool kind of hippie. He built a big mud brick kiln and everybody loved oh. pottery because of him. Like, yeah. But yeah. then he was also an amazing painter. And so I, 
but I didn't have, I think I only had him in year seven and eight, no, year nine as well. But then when I got to year 10, I had another teacher and I didn't really have him anymore. I had these other teachers. Um, but when I got to year 11, I thought, oh yeah, I really do love this. I think, I'm, I think I might be good at it. So I just remember in the school holidays going to the library with my dad and I borrowed a massive book on, um, just on um, like how to draw figures and every all holidays I just sat there drawing it and by the time I got back to year 11 I could draw like I I taught myself how to draw figures and I I was pretty proud of that because then I yeah I I loved it and then so this pencil um Um, yeah it was just all pencil and watercolor pencil and yeah yeah for my HSC I did um yeah just I went to the nursing home and drew old faces and then also I did um three unit art and did um some sculptural heads coming out of the ground (laughs) in a big circle yeah Oh, you mean as in sculptures? Clay, yeah, oh, made clay. of clay. Yeah. Oh, okay. When you say coming out of the ground, like sort of merging, like a different Yeah, yeah, yeah. They oh. were like a small head and then a bit bigger and a bit bigger and a bit bigger. Yeah. And my dad got me up in his um, big backhoe and we he put me way up in, like up in the air, looking down on them. So I took a photo of them in a radial effect. Do you, so you went to the Sydney College of the Arts at yeah. Sydney mm-hmm. University. Yeah. What was it like? Well, I was a young 19-year-old naive country girl so it was an eye-opener but it's made me who I am today definitely yeah lots of things I'd never heard of before because there was no internet then there was no social media if you wanted to know something you'd ask your friends or use telephone or go to the library that's pretty much yeah exactly (laughs) that's right you were just so much more sheltered then because you couldn't see what other teenagers are doing unless you get on the phone or talk to them and what did you what subjects did you do there um well sculpture performance and installation was my mate that's what I got into my major because of the the sculptural heads that I did for my usual HSC yeah um you did a wide range of things so even though you're doing sculpture performance and installation you could choose lots of other um, courses to do as well, like my, you know, tool in the time. So there was yeah. a, there was lots of life drawing classes, oh, okay. like all the time. Um, but you could you could feel free to because it was in it's not where it is now, Sydney College of the Arts. It was in a big um, it was in the back streets of Balmain, and it was a big industrial oh. warehouse. So it was like a maze of studios oh, all around right. one large space kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. to get anywhere, you you were walking through the painters area and through everyone was connected. Oh yeah. So yeah, I had some friends in the painters area, and I I don't know. I just I always secretly wanted to be in the painting section. But you had to go and do your, you had to go back and do your work in the sculpture <laughs> section. But um, <laughs> so you couldn't but, sort of transfer over, or just um, you just could. never thought of yeah, doing we, that. We, like I did lots of painting work things as well. Like there was lots of painting lessons as well. So you yeah. just go and join in with whatever you wanted to do. Really. Yeah. Right. So I, I did, but yeah, it's my dog. Oh yeah, we've got a dog in the background. <laughs> Beautiful Kelpie. <laughs> Gorgeous. Um, um, so yeah, okay. painting. I don't know. That's what what I always wanted to do, and I mean, I loved sculpture, but. Yeah, I think painting was was the main thing. Yeah. Always and so, all right, so after um, you finished your um, Bachelor of Visual Arts, is that what you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what did you do after that? And then my dad said, well, you probably should be a teacher as well, just in case you <laughs> need something. So I did a one-year diploma You could because it was a three-year oh, degree, okay. so you could add on a diploma of teaching in the end, and then you... Could be a teacher. Could be a teacher. Yes. So I went back to my high school, and so my head, te- my favourite teacher, Kevin Plenty, and he was also my head teacher all of a sudden. Oh. So he guided me a lot, and he helped me get a full time job, obviously because he knew I was a good person. And um, how did, and how was that? What was that like teaching high school students? 
No, I loved it. It was fun. It was good. Well, I was very young myself, but I was good at it. I, I loved – I got a lot out of it. And yeah. um, I was different to the other teachers, obviously, because I was just you – know, I had new ideas. Um, yeah, so In I, what way? Like what sort of uh, ideas? Oh, I don't know. Like I just used to – when you were doing a f- – studying the human body or something I would just get up stand up on the table and say all right everybody I don't know like just let let's break down the figure and yeah I don't see any other of the other teachers standing up on tables <laughs> oh the kids <laughs> would have loved that yeah they do that yeah. would have been really inspirational yeah. and just yeah. just things that the other teachers weren't doing but that's fine like they were doing an amazing job as well but I would like you know go down the hallway and just um cover the, the halls in paper on up the walls and everyone had to do big like massive big drawings and paintings down the hallways oh, and just more wow. kind of free things. And yeah. I, I did really love it. Uh, and I, Do you think it helped you with your own direction and your own sort of artistic career? Oh, definitely, because you learn from, even though they're learning, it inspires you back. But obviously, as soon as I finished, I'll go back home and start doing my own stuff. Like, that's what I wanted to do and that's all I would think about all day long is, oh, gosh, what am I? You know, I wanted oh, so to you were, my... So you were painting at that point? Yep. So when you were teaching? Yes. And were you exhibiting as well? Um, well, I was painting and drawing and still going, but not really for anything. I wasn't selling anything. I was doing it for myself. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I got into a, um, a local gallery who then introduced me to the Sydney Gallery, which was Libby Edwards Galleries. Um, that was my first big show. <clears throat> no, I think I got into the Win Prize and then got into into Libby Edwards, I think it was like the year before. I was, oh, so okay, so this is 2000, yeah. when you won the win. Yeah. Actually, let's talk about that because I, that's pretty exciting. Oh, I win the win, I got into the I mean, sorry, <laughs> you, you were hung, you were selected yeah. as a finalist yeah. in the win in 2000. Yeah. What, uh, what was happened in the lead-up to that? I mean, what were you aiming to do at that point? For the Okay, so yeah. that was my, my second entry into the win prize. The first mm-hmm. year I went, we went down with my dad. Um, what do you mean he w- he went with you to yeah. hand in the painting? Yeah, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the first one, it's still at the house, and um, yeah, it was good, but it wasn't. I don't know. I didn't really try that hard. It was it was okay. But then the second year, Dad's like, "No, you got to do something bigger and just do it." And then I did a painting, and then he said, "Now double it to add another panel to it." So it was massive. It was fully like two and a half meters long. Um, but I just took it down there, and yeah, how old was I? Twenty seven. So it was my second entry and all of a sudden I was on the same walls as all of my art heroes. Oh, <laughs> was, wow. Yeah, but I don't know. It was, what an experience. It was. It was amazing. And, that, and did that then lead, was that a springboard into being represented by a Sydney gallery? So that was oh, when? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that did help a lot. If I, if I don't think I didn't, if I didn't get the win prize, I don't know if I... Because it was so much different, more different then, you know. The internet was still... Basically nothing in the year 2000, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it was very, you had to That's send right. a letter. You That's had to go and visit a gallery or phone them or it, it was still very hard. It was. And so that must have been an exciting time for you in those, that early years. It was, so, yeah. yeah. So um, year 2000, that's when I also had Chloe, our first child. Yeah. And then I, I was still teaching, mm-hmm. but Kevin Flanagan, the favourite art teacher, he was in a motorbike accident and... Um, passed away but I remember mm-hmm. he, I saw him in the car park at the high school and, and I just got into the win prize and he said what are you doing you can't stay here anymore like you should be at home painting what are you doing here go take your little baby and go and stay home with her and yeah and wow. that was the last thing he ever said to me so I kind of took that as a sign mm. that it was really hard to go back to teaching 
you know, even I waited for Chloe to be a year old, but even when I went back, it, it just felt, I don't know, I just kind of listened to what he said. Yeah. And then so, I started selling a lot of paintings and I thought, no, mm. but, I, but looking back, like who, what teacher with a full-time job would give up a full-time teaching position because they are very rare to get. They're very hard to get. Right. So that comment was planted that seed in your mind that that, yes. that is a possible life for you is yes. to be a full-time artist. Yes. And then after that, I, I mean, I was, yeah, I started selling a lot of paintings and that gives you the confidence to go mm. forward more. And mm. what, what person wouldn't want to stay at home with their baby daughter and, you know, be creative with her and then and do your own thing? Actually, how, what was that like, balancing having a baby and, and having an art practice? Oh, well, she was a very good little art baby. She was, she was always, well, because we had this smaller house when she was born and I would paint down in the kitchen which I'd pack away my paints every night. I didn't have my own studio then. But um, but she was a very good sleeper. My aim every day was just to wear her out with as much creative overload, you know, just, just build and make cars out of cardboard. I don't know, just yeah, yeah. make cities. Imaginative make, make play. The whole, yeah. yeah, just we'd fill the whole lounge room and, like, make cities and yeah. paint and, I don't know, just everything we could think of. Yeah, that's um, an idyllic childhood for a little... Yeah, she loved it. She, yeah, think, yeah. Yeah, so anything creative, just wear her out. Yeah. And then she would luckily just sleep, like she was the best sleeper, even to the time she got to kindergarten. To kindergarten. Yeah. She would still sleep up to four hours a day. So that was really good to be to be home where, where truly everybody would love to be and and ha- and just be able to live my dream mm-hmm. that if, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't have to go to work. So I... I was very I've always been really like strict on myself with no mucking around I don't know my dad always said to me no if you're painting you should be painting like Mm. I I did listen to a lot of things you shouldn't be on the phone talking to someone like when Mm. you just do it you know or you're not you'll get distracted and you won't be able to exactly take it seriously I mean obviously I have have a lot of friends or have a lot of friends but I don't I've lost contact with lots of them because I was so I'm probably very selfish in my passion for yeah, my, well, my love of painting. I don't know about selfish. It's just oh. disciplined and being yeah, yeah, you know, focused, yeah, focused, you know. But I, I think that's really important, actually. I if know. you want to make it as an artist, it is a big part of it. I know. But I've driven my sister crazy. Like, she would she always say, come up, and I, was, I would only go for a little while because I would have to come back to get Chloe to sleep to paint. Like, I need it. It would annoy me if I was out somewhere when it was Chloe's sleep time because I thought, oh, my gosh, I could be painting right now, yeah. even from, you know, 20 years ago. I just wanted to talk about where we are at the moment, which mm. is an amazing place. You live in sort of in a valley uh, near the central coast of New South Wales, and it is just an absolutely beautiful place. I can hear the birds in the background, and you're, you can't see any homes nearby from your place. How much is that, like, does that impact your actual landscape painting? Well, not this exact area here where we are because it's mostly bush, although lately I have been doing bush studies and um, some little garden studies, which is nice. But I've never, I've never really looked at the trees like that before. I, I prefer open spaces and oh. the, the longer-distance landscape. So the valley, the drive into here, which is 20 minutes long through a valley, is, is always very inspiring to me, and I have drawn inspiration from this valley for the last 16 years. Oh, really? And but, is that when you're driving through, you will just take...? Yeah, it's an automatic way of thinking. Just, um, yeah, you see lots of things, and it just all goes in and then comes comes out from colours, of seasonal colours, to lighting, to 
how it would change every day, but you drive through the valley and the mountains in the background will change, you know, mm. and, and just the way that they fade or... Um. Well, that's um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about because colour is, is clearly one of the things you're well known for. Given that you did sculpture at uni and you weren't really painting at that point, how, how did you learn about colour? When you paint, it's all about experimenting and and learning from your mistakes and working out what does work and then taking it even further. So that's what my painting is all about. So if I do something that I think looks really does work, I'll keep it going. So colour is probably just, just part of that, I suppose. Like I, my mm. eye will always go to the most colourful section of the landscape. If I, yeah, I, I love, I am attracted to colour. Yeah. Um, so you wouldn't have started, you, you wouldn't do colour charts or, no, no. no. so it's, it's a more of an intuitive Definitely. approach? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just mix as much paint as I can and, and yeah. So um, you, you have your works on paper and your canvas works at going at the same time, like a number yeah. of them going at the same time. Yeah, just paper works everywhere. I like to keep them going, like lots of them. Ah. Um, but also because of my process, like um, the, un, the under painting is, just as important as the final the final layers so right. underneath it's um like the big painting on the wall yeah there, so, so we're looking at a painting on the wall that you've just start this is the beginning of it yeah. so this is the sort of your first layer oh is no, it there's probably about three or four in oh, there now right. but um wow. but the i try to make lots try to do lots of spontaneous flowy make mistakes yeah that makes sense or you can't really make a mistake because a mistake I don't know. Yeah, you can make a mistake. Um, <laughs> does it? Yeah. Does well. I suppose to... a mistake in art, especially when you're using oils and acrylics, it's it's never you know you irreversible. Make... Yeah. Because... Well, you want to do that because that's when you yeah. get the little special effects, and then yeah. some of them will be painted over, but some of them will stay there through the whole painting. Like I really like the some of the little hot pink sections yeah. and the blue yeah. lines going over, just glowing through. Yeah, definitely. So it certainly is a process of lay a layer upon layer. Yes. And Lots of thin layers, but <laughs> thin layers. And yeah. so, what is that with water, or do you use a medium? Oh yeah, water. No, I've been through lots of mediums, and they, I don't know, I liked them, but they, they just, I don't know. I just stuck with water, just water. What is my favourite? Right. And do you work flat, or usually on the on the easel or um, on the wall? Easel on the tabletop and on the floor. I like if it's a big canvas, I like to put it down and then kind of spray and move. Tilt it. Yeah. Oh, tilt yeah. the canvas to... Oh, okay. But only in some, se like some sections or um, if you've got a bigger brush, it's easier to obviously paint on the floor. Yeah. So you don't get your dribbles. But if you want to have dribbles, paint it up vertically. But um, another nice thing that I've only just discovered last year as well, um, and it was my artist friend Carla Hanea from yeah. Art House Galleries. Yeah, she said, oh, we should try the, the spray cans. Um, by Liquitex and they are the professional acrylic paint but in a spray can it's it's water-based so you yeah. can spray it with your water and you can kind of move it around a little bit as well or if it's um you can paint over it and leave little bits coming through but it gives a nice little soft soft line so the mountains mm. at the top of that big painting see how they're really hazy so that's oh with yeah the, yeah yeah with the spray which that's is nice. with the spray nice and, yeah, and is it less easy to control or you can pretty much get um, you have to buy a lot of new nozzles. You can buy nozzles, which is good because, oh, you know, yeah. otherwise they just go and get you in the eye um, <laughs> <laughs> or pull up your arm, yeah. So you've got to be careful of the nozzle bit. But, uh, 
it's not, you know, I'm not trying to paint with it. I'm actually drawing with the spray can, oh, which is I what I like because then you can get some big flowy lines. And yeah. You know, another thing that I found interesting that you, that you mentioned last year was, I think in, when you spoke at Flinders Lane Gallery, uh, was that you sort of get into a trance-like state when you're painting, which I think most painters would know what that feels like. Yeah. Um, but I was wondering, do you ever, have you ever thought about how that state can develop or what conditions you need to get into that state? Or can you get into that state quickly? I can. It, well, it's easier in the daytime when obviously everybody's out of the house because I can put on my own music and it, it's so quiet here. It's, it's no distractions. So I, music's a big part of it? Music, yeah. I've always got music playing all the time, yeah. Oh, okay. Usually, yeah. What sort um, of music? Or does it vary? Well, yeah, I've just got my my favourites over there. Or, But just usually Triple J, that's what I, I like to listen to. But, okay. but sometimes, if that's annoying me, I'll put them... It depends if I want to be energetic or calm. It depends what stage you're up to in a painting. So that'll impact this brush stroke. And yeah, if you it. put yeah. on high energy music, then... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good for... Um, yeah, getting lots done. But if you're sitting there kind of concentrating on some fine details or something, I suppose, just some calmer music's always nice. Probably when I was doing the Archibald Prize for Louise, like, and you've got to focus on a face or something. Yeah, but yeah. you really got to think. Um, so, we're, uh, so last year, which is 2016, mm-hmm. you had a huge year. I think you had three solo shows mm-hmm. and also you were chosen as a finalist in both the win and the Archibald Prizes. I was. So that's a great mm-hmm. achievement. Congratulations oh, with, with two wonderful paintings. The, the win painting was, was called Islands Five. Mm-hmm. You were saying earlier um, that it was a lot, that, 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 that um, painting, Islands mm-hmm. Five, was a lot brighter than you usually paint. Oh, well, maybe it was, was just it? the colour palette. I think it was just the colours that I chose for it. Um, I don't know. I thought. When I got into the win prize, I, I didn't think it was actually going to get into the win prize, that one. I think I've done better works, but it did. Yeah, but I, I thought it was great. Obviously, actually. you're critical of yourself. So when I saw it, I thought it was a bit stiff looking and a bit, I didn't really like it. I didn't really think the colours were the best colours I've ever done. But that's just, re- yeah, from your own. It was big. And, um, perspective. Sort yeah, of thing. I, yeah, yeah. I would have changed. Every time I visited it, I thought, oh, gosh, I wish I'd changed that bit. <laughs> a problem with artists they probably often feel like that about their works you know yeah. although I didn't have much time to paint it that's when um I started it and then we went to New York for 10 days and then we came back and I had I think eight days to finish the win prize and the Archibald prize and get it framed and get it to Sydney by the last possible day due Friday oh, right. <laughs> so it was it, it wasn't a rush I work best under pressure like if I've got a, a week to do it it'll get done I have never ever missed a deadline in 20 like well the last five years when I think I've been doing a lot of work I suppose that's when it really counts but yeah. I've never not you, been able to do something do you like having a deadline yes you prefer to work to a deadline yes yeah. <laughs> what about, how about commissions you've been getting a lot of commissions I mean I you've have. been a very very popular um, Australian artist and uh, how, how do you juggle that is that difficult it can be but you just I think the most important thing about commissions because last year I stopped taking commissions for a while because I had taken too many and I felt like two years, some people were going to wait for a painting. Yeah. 
And by the time I actually got around to painting it, I mean, they still wanted what they wanted. They hadn't changed their mind. But for me, I felt like I was getting stuck in a time warp where I was painting something I'd painted two years ago. I felt, mm. I don't know, it's, it's, you got to be careful or it can, you don't want to just copy your work. Like mm. I would say to the people, well, you're not going to get that exact painting that you like. It'll be different because mm. I can't do it again. It's got to have a different, its own feeling. It'll be similar, right? You can do the same kind of colours and a similar composition. So that's good. Like I've already warned them that it's going to it's gonna be different. Yeah. Um, which is good because then you can be a bit more free with it. I don't want to be having to copy something. Jeez, that would be horrible. But I don't know. Like, yeah, so you, for me, it's always really important to have other things going as well because if I'm just painting something I've already done, mm. as much as I'm grateful that I'm, I'm doing this with... It's really amazing that someone's chosen me to paint something for them. I love that. Mm. It makes me feel very special. But at the same time, I don't want to just be doing the same thing over and over again. I need challenges and I need to be experimenting, which you can't always do on a painting for somebody else because they're expecting something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's why, I had, that's why I started doing a lot of works on paper because that would help me to relax. If I had four commissions up on the wall and I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed by them, then I would just go and do works on paper oh, just to okay. just to relax myself. Right. I, mean, I think I'm pretty relaxed anyway. I'm very yeah. – <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a highly stressed person, geez. Yeah. But, I mean, just to really relax yeah. into it, it's important to have some things that you don't care about and things that have nobody has an expectation on already. And then if it yep. works out, then great. It can go out there. Yeah, but and also I suppose those works on paper are sort of quicker as well and – yeah, some you can take a, a just as long as a painting, oh, okay. but but they are in their their nature. They are looser, obviously, because it's paper, and they you can get more. Mm. No, they're they're a little bit looser, mm. I think. Than what sort of paper do you use? Do you um, use the same paper every time? I do ashes paper, and um, mainly because it's so you can get a six. 40 GSM, which is very thick. It's nearly as thick as cardboard and it has um, a beautiful edge, decal edge. Um, but my larger sheets, which are 152 by 105, those, oh, are, yeah. those big ones, yeah, they are um, from a plate, like a, a really old paper factory in France that closed down, so I bought pretty much everything I could because <laughs> they're, they're beautiful, but when oh, they're yeah. gone, they're gone. And so, and they have to be quite thick, I presume. So yeah, eat, the yeah. thicker the better for me because mm. then when you frame it, there's no warping in the in the paper. Because I do a mix of thicker paint and water, lots of water, it could easily buckle the, the paper. But you can just iron it from behind as well. Oh, can you? Yeah. Oh, right. Just iron it. <laughs> so you iron paper. Oh, yeah, okay. Just from the back. Just, well, without any steam, I just put it on dry setting. Yeah. And it can get rid of any of the oh, warps. Right. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. And um, can we talk about the um, the Archibald entry? Um, it was a, a portrait of Louise Olson, who's um, a co-creator of Dinosaur Designs, and it was called Louise Olson: A Beautiful Summary. Yes. Um, what is what do you mean by summary? Because she has been photographed so many times because of of who she, you know her, her dad's John Olson and and of all of her beautiful creations. And mm. I mean, she's photographed a lot. She's, you, she's m- pretty much in every, a magazine every month. I don't know. So yeah. it's someone I've always admired. And yeah, yeah. yeah she, she looks like a lovely person. So getting to meet her, she was just as beautiful as I imagined. But I had to, I already had images in, of her in my head. And like, 
I'm, so you had you you were considering quite a few images as uh, yeah, before you. Yeah, I researched you, her before yeah. I went to meet her. Like I printed out everything I could find in her, and I, I enlarged photos of her, and was practicing drawing her, and that's why I called it a summary because there was so much to work from of her. But the meeting her part was was obviously very important. Yeah, for that I actually did two paintings of her. One oh, okay. was a smaller one that I started. Yeah. When I when I got home from meeting her that day, I started on one, and it was only ninety by one hundred and twenty. And then my husband walked in and said, you can't do that for an archibald. They've got to have big heads. I said, oh, fine, all right, then I'll start again. So I went and stretched off another canvas, which was bigger, so her head could be bigger than life-size. Um, so have you got any tips or advice that you would give uh, artists or painters who are just starting off now, like younger? Well, they don't have to be younger. They can yeah. be older. Or what, maybe what I would say to myself if I met my younger self. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, you know what I did? When, because I always had this feeling that I could do it, my high school teacher, she took us on an excursion to the Art Gallery of New South Wales to yeah. see, I don't know what it was, and I walked in and I said, do you know what, I'm going to be in this Art Gallery of New South Wales <laughs> once, and she just looked at me and went, okay, and I have been in there four times. I don't know, like, if you say something, it can come true. Yeah, I agree with it, that. It I agree with true. that. Yeah. Actually, it will come true. If you say it, it will. So... I don't know, if you can think it, if you can think, if you can dream it, then make it happen. Yeah. Exactly. And don't give up. And I don't know, you just, it's that word discipline, isn't it? You Mm. have to, Mm. if that's what you're set on, don't let anything stop you. So all my friends, I remember when my girls were little and all my other girlfriends would be in bed at nine because they're so exhausted or they'd ring for a talk at nine or something and... I'd say, well, no, I'm just going out to my studio. And they're like, what? What are you doing out? What? 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 Like, you don't want to watch TV or just sit down or something? So, no, I don't. Like, once you get out, you've got to just get out to your little space, make a little space somewhere. I don't know if you don't have space. I used to paint in the kitchen. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Or go outside. Or I I have no idea. I don't know. You have to solve that bit yourself. But I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Just do it. If you can just, if you look Set a point where you want to be and work towards it. Yeah, I think that's really important. Like one time I rang the editor of Bell magazine 10 years ago. Yeah. I just, I was very nervous, but I did it. And I actually got onto it. <laughs> and he said, hello. I said, oh, <laughs> right. Well, I would just like to talk to you. Um, yeah, because I was like, well, maybe you should interview me. And he did. And after wow. that. Yeah, I know. But I thought, you know what? People are just people. Yeah, you're You build up right. all these amazing, you know, so what if they're the editor of a magazine or... I have no, I don't know, whoever they are, some movie star, Nicole Kidman, I don't know. But if you meet her, she is just a person. She's just a person, she yeah. She's just a person. So sometimes you have to, it's going to be uncomfortable, but you have to just take, you just have to do it. And what do you think about um, Instagram, for example, or social media? Oh, gosh, well, that's really changed my life, I think, because I didn't even, I think I've only had it for three years, two, three or four years maybe. I don't know, not that long, really. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I love how you could message someone that you might send an email to and they might not ever answer you back, but on Instagram they will. They, they don't mind sending you a one-sentence yes or uh, the, I don't know, it's much it's more, more relaxed. It's more casual. It yeah. is, yes. Well, look where I live. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Well, it feels like I'm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I don't see anybody all day long if I don't want to. Yeah. If I didn't have Instagram, I would have to talk to people, <laughs> and then I couldn't paint. <laughs> so. Yeah, and you do, and you and you 
uh, can keep in contact with people and yeah. it's a great way to do it. I agree. Yeah. I think and if it's you, great. You, get, you just stop for a second just have a little flick on there and go, oh, that's what they're painting today. Oh, they're, look, they're doing this or that. Yeah, yeah. You feel like you've done, you've done your socialising but you don't have, even have to move. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to say anything. You no, just, that's right. But that's what, I, that's what I like about what you're doing. I find it really fascinating to see what other artists are doing. Every, some post a lot, some don't put up rare photos but I yeah. still think it's that little insight into their life is I think that's really fascinating yeah yeah I agree and uh what's coming up this year so we're 2017 for anyone who might be listening in another <laughs> year but uh gosh um I have a show with Flinders Lane Gallery in September right but it's in all, Melbourne yeah in yep. Melbourne yeah and also they are doing Den Fair which is an art fair designer fair I think that's June but this year, because for the last four years, I haven't said no. I'm one of those people, if someone asks me to do something, I say, yes, I can do it. And then you have to figure out how I'm going to do it. So I'm one of those people who say yes to everything. Yeah. And I don't know, like I have been going full speed ahead for three or four years now. Yeah. Of- I should point out that your, your works, your, your shows basically sell out. Uh, within the first day, if not the first hour. So um, you're in hot demand. Do you, um, do you find it's, it's easy to produce, uh, you know, the quantity you need for these shows? For- well, yeah, yeah. So you've got to set a plan and you've got to know that you need to, how many you have to finish a week. Even though you might not finish one per week, you might finish four in four weeks. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, so you just have to have a plan. But that's what I was just saying. Like I have been going set a lot for myself I have <laughs> to do you know yeah. the works on paper show with Olsen Gallery in March I think I had I think I had seven weeks and that included framing them all yeah and that was 22 paintings wow so that was a lot that is a lot yeah. but I did it and I loved it and so mm. so I think I love that challenge and I work best under that pressure. Yeah. But, but um, this year I said to myself, right, you have been going like a crazy woman. I think <laughs> it would be beneficial if you slow it down a little bit. That's why I've put my show off till September this year. Yeah. And I haven't had, I'm not having one in, in between there. Because, I don't know, I saw what I could do if I had a little bit more time. And mm. not, right, I've got to finish a painting a week or whatever. I, not having as many time or I would still do have to, have a lot to do still so I have I have to be careful of my time but I can if I want to go and sit in the paddock all day yeah. I can have that day if I want to yeah. or I can I don't know go to the art gallery in New South Wales if I want to and go and study some paintings or you know and experiment a little bit more and add a few more art materials and and yeah. see more shows I don't know just talk to other art I don't know just it's all it's all a big mix of things yeah yeah well, thank you so much for having me at your fantastic house and this amazing studio. It's been a pleasure to meet you, Belinda. Oh, thanks, Maria. Um, and good luck with your show this year and with your um, entries into the Archibald and Win. Oh, lovely. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Belinda. As usual, you can go to the website, talkingwiththepainters.com, to see examples of her work. There's also links there to things we talked about in the show, including a link to Belinda's website. And if you haven't already, why not subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or um, using your favourite podcast app. 
You can also follow the show on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and Talking With Painters now has its own YouTube channel so you can see all the video clips I've taken of the artists I've had on the show. Hope you can join me for the next episode of Talking With Painters.